Today we start our reflection with the first reading, which is from St. John's third letter. St. John wrote, as you know, not only the Gospel and the Book of Revelation, but he also had three letters. And this third letter that he wrote is he, he writes to, um, to Christians, you know, especially addresses to this, uh, one of those Christians named Gaius, who's a leader of the church. And he says to them very, very beautifully in a sense, beloved, you are faithful in all you do for the brothers and sisters, especially for strangers. They have testified to your love before the church. So what happened is this, this community of faith um, welcome missionaries. Missionaries start coming into the area and they didn't want to rely on their resources, but they were there. They didn't want to rely on taking any resources from, from the Gentiles. So they came into the community and this Gaius said, you know, we have to help them out. It's like helping missionaries who come, even though they were not from their church. They were outsiders, they were strangers, and they wanted to help them out. And so that's what they, that's what they did. And St. John really acknowledges, because as you know, St. John kept on repeating, you have to love each other. You cannot say that you love, if you say you love God, but you don't love your neighbor, then you're a liar. The, our faith for John was so clear faith has to be always translated into love. If there's no love, there's really no faith. Because how can you have faith? And you say, the, the Lord is with me. The Lord is my shepherd, my guide, and I cannot stand somebody else. I mean, it's a really great call because, you know, you know, we are not exactly perfect human beings, and sometimes we get really upset with one another. And yet, we cannot lower the bar. We have to always seek to overcome, no matter what it is and to assist those even when we cannot, you know, on, on the level of our emotions, we cannot stand them or we can, we just don't have no use for them, but you can't do this. We cannot do it as Christians. We have to always strive. And this is why St. John wrote in such a way, please help them in a way worthy of God to continue their journey. So you are helping them continue to do so, even though they're not part of your group even though they're not part of your community. But, but this is what, we, what you have to do. For they have set out for the sake of the name and are accepting nothing from the pagans. Therefore, we ought to support such persons so that we may be co-workers in the truth. Co-workers in the truth. It is interesting that the, 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 you know, the co-workers being co-workers, being you know, marine helpers in a sense, because that's another name for it, helping one, one another. And here the invitation is not just to, you know, help those who come into our parish or wherever they are, but especially when it comes to missionary activity. You know, I used to go and I used to preach um, missions, collecting resources for our missions within Brazil or Ukraine at that time, and, and trying to supply them with basic, sometimes necessities, sometimes even buying, you know, the equipment, medical equipment. As I mentioned once before, we, in Brazil, as Marians, it says there's no hospital in the whole county, and so we establish a hospital. You know, here, can you imagine a pastor running a hospital? But we, that's what we did. We had to run a hospital, and we had to get resources because I went to visit the place, and it was very deficient. And so I came back here and started collecting equipment, you know, for surgeries, for everything else. And so this is how we can extend 
our care, especially for the people in the missions, caring for them because they may not have the, you know, the means. By the way, that hospital we ran for over 25 years and finally government picks it up and now it's in the hands of government, you know, county government. But, but, but we did what we could to help those who are in need. But it has to do with lots of other places, you know, within Kazakhstan or various places in Africa. You know, the, the type of extending our helping hand is something that even though we may not be able to do it personally, but by our prayer, by our love and material goods, we're able to assist the missionaries who sometimes really are in need of, of grace. And so this is something that St. John speaks today, how, how important it is, please help them in a way worthy of God to continue their journey, to continue their mission, to continue their, their, their proclamation, because ultimately what is at stake is not just helping someone, but helping them so they may come to know God, helping them to know Jesus and, and, the, and the joy and, and salvation that comes from the Lord. So it's, it's a missionary, it's an aspect of missionary activity here. Uh, we can we can we can kind of bring bring the this tr tr truth which John speaks to us in the third I mean in the third letter. Now the gospel, uh, the Lord gives us a parable on the necessity to pray always without becoming weary, a necessity to pray always with, with uh, without becoming weary, and it speaks of not only of the effectiveness, efficaciousness of such a prayer, but through, the, um, through, through this parable, Jesus says that even if it seems impossible, like this judge who says, I don't care about God, I don't care about anything, but just a persevering request, this type of nagging, uh, maybe holy nagging, maybe for us as Christians, but, but this type of prayer produces effects. And so this is what the invitation is for us, is through the gospel. Jesus is telling us, be persevering, pray, don't, you know, don't stop. You know how Jesus said to Faustina, pray the chaplet continuously. Well, we can't always say it continuously, you know, using a rosary, because the problem is we are, whether we're doing activity, we have to have two hands which are free. But in our mind, in our heart, we can continue to pray. There were times I was in great need of grace, and I kept on praying, switching for the sake of a sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. And I kept on repeating. Sometimes I would throw in, you know, the Eternal Father. Sometimes I would use the, you know, for the blood and water prayer, and I would pray. And and even I did it while I was by asleep, and I woke up and I kept on praying. I was surprised that my brain was retaining such a prayer, you know? But, but the fact is that's possible for us. You know, the, um, there's a beautiful witness of someone from one of our pastors who spoke of, of how he became introduced into the, into the um, into divine mercy. And, and, and he mentioned the fact is that his mother, was that she was bringing them to school and she would play. The, you know this chaplet, so it was kind of pick, picked up the the shorter shorter rosary, which was preferable to rosary because rosary seemed to be a little too long. You know, it's like 15 minutes, and 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 the chaplet was only five. You know, so so you know from the perspective of a young person, child, 
you know, but, but it was like almost picking up by osmosis. And, you know, and I have heard more and more people taking advantage of their driving from work, from wherever, and they're playing the chaplet or, or listening to the diary or other things, or praying the rosary, because it seems like, yeah, it's a, otherwise it's an empty block of time, and you don't want to listen to the same songs that you've already heard, or you don't want to hear to some comments which are, you know, sometimes really off the wall. People just killing time by saying some things on the radio. Uh, in fact, but, but you're talking to the Lord, dialoguing with the Lord. And so you see the, the invitation here from the gospel is praying, praying perseveringly, because there's different, different ways of praying. We have prayer of intercession, prayer of praising God, honoring God. Uh, we be pr prayer across the board. Is, is, is essential for our dialogue, but there's a form of prayer called persevering prayer. And, you know, novenas are persevering prayer. Who would want to pray for nine, nine, nine days? Or who, who are people praying for 54 days? You know, I, I was shocked by my own sister, younger sister, who, who she had a couple of very powerful needs, and she picked up, I, would, I was surprised that she was, it would say, four rosaries for 54 days. You know, uh, uh, and, and I said, how did you do it? You know, because uh, it's almost impossible to do it sometimes, you know, especially every day. You can do it once or twice, but this persevering prayer. And she said, well, I just made sure that even if I, I had an hour, even if it was late, even from 11 o'clock to 12, I had an hour and I would finish up for rosaries. You know, this type of persevering prayer, but, but you know, the effectiveness, efficaciousness of prayer is really powerful. So that's why we cannot uh, uh, you know, distrust that type of prayer. We have to pray because you know what? This is what, what the Lord says. If this honest judge could do something like that, how much more the Heavenly Father who loves you wants to take care of you? But why persevere in prayer? Because what happens is we predispose ourselves for grace. It's not something that's a magic of, of praying nine days or 54 days or wherever. It's not that. It is called opening yourself continuously to the grace. You know, uh, you know I have this strange comparison being on the beach, you know, uh, where you pray. It's like allowing the sun to shine on you. If you start one day and go at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, you get burned, and you, it doesn't happen. But if you're there every day, you know, even if it's not as much as you'd wish, the effects of the sun are on you. The effects are there. You don't have to do much. Just lie in the sun, be in the presence of God, like you're in the presence of the, of the sun shining. And you don't have to do much being in the presence. That's why... You know, sometimes people say, "What I, you know, I go to church and or the Adoration Chapel. Sometimes nothing seems to be coming. I just say, Lord, here I am. I'm sitting here before you. I'm here before you. But like Father George Kosicki used to say, uh, he would say something like that. If you are before the Eucharist, before the Lord in adoration, or just before a cross or image in your house, you sit and look upon the, the face of Jesus. He says it's a form like a radiation therapy, spiritual radiation, trying to eliminate whatever it may be, the, the cancers, dimensions of our sin. 
you know, if you've ever, if you've ever looked at the icons, and icons are extremely important. If you're not able to be in the church or before the Eucharist, or you could actually be before the Eucharist, you know, right now, you, you know, just dial, uh, go into, uh, uh, you know, some app, you know, live uh, Eucharistic adoration from Vilnius, from the International Shrine of, 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 of Divine Mercy in Vilnius or some other place around the world. You may see the beautiful chapels of adoration uh, and you may just be there. And it is, you know, yes, God's grace is powerful enough to come right into your home, even if you're not in the church. You know, I often, as I said, I stop by sometimes a friend of mine, and the only time I see is I, I see this screen and, and monstrance, and I don't know what to do except genuflect and honor God, because, you know, because that's the only thing we can do, because he's real, he's real, he's there. We, we have the means right now, even with a little smartphone, you can have it, you can place it and do adoration that way, because it's possible. And so... The invitation to persevering prayer as being very efficacious. Will not God then secure the rights of his chosen ones who call out to him day and night? Will he be slow in answering them? Not possible. It's not possible. But our difficulty is that we start very well and then we forget and then we don't continue and start again. And, and But there's this invitation to a continual, continual adoration, but also persevering prayer and the power of that grace which, which uh, accomplishes it, uh, which beyond, beyond are able to even grasp. Today also we honor someone who, who, is, who is an exceptional witness. He was a bishop and martyr, uh, St. Josephat. I heard about St. Josephat, but one day I was going to, to in St. Peter's Basilica, I had a number of assignments there, so I would show up there because of meetings, and I used to be a, uh, you know, in, in, you know, instantaneous translator. So, so I would go there and I would have day off or a weekend or Saturday, and so I would show up at St. Peter's Basilica. There used to be confessions always available there, and do some adoration or so. And so the first time I was there, walking from the confessional, and I'm looking at, and uh, in a very prominent place. Between, as you know, there's a St. Peter's Basilica is in a Roman cross, in the shape of a Roman cross, and confession's usually on the right if you look at the altar, and the adoration is on the left. And so I was walking from, from, from the wing where the confessions are to the middle, and right on the right side, I see this tomb, and it says St. Josephat. I said, oh my God, he's in a really prominent place. I, I, I've heard of him because, you know, being of a Polish background, I knew of him, but I didn't really know that much about him. And so I began to look, look up as to who is he, because I should know, you know, in a, you know even if somebody would ask me, who is St. Joseph at? And I should know. So I, I looked, uh, you know, at his whole background. He, he was born as the in uh, Russian Orthodox, in the area of right now, the, in Ukraine, actually, Ukraine, present Ukraine, and his parents were, were, were very, very um, faithful uh, people, especially his mom. Right from the start, she used to take him to church. She used to take him to church all the time, and she used to take him to prayers. And, you know, and, and, uh, and one of the first things that, that he remembered 
is as a child, he saw Jesus on the cross, and he said, who is this man? Who is this guy, you know, as a child? You know, and that was his introduction into a profound faith because his mom began to explain and explain more because prior to that, she would just take him to church, would not explain as much, and then, and then she began to explain. And she was the one who formed him in faith because they didn't have much money. They were able to um, secure a number of years of, of grade school education, even though he was born in, in 1580. You know, there was a, a church, you know, school, and then he was sent to Vilnius, present day in Lithuania, where the Divine Mercy image is, you know, the original one. And there he was exposed uh, because his, his father who was in, in, in business, he was trade, and he wanted to send to a friend of his to grow and learn the trade and be, a, you know, really a merchant, you know, of, of, of some stature. But what happened to him when he was there, he began to, he continued to go to uh, prayers because just like his mother wished always him to make sure that he would participate in church activities. So he began and he, there his vocation grew. He joined the Brazilian fathers under the guidance of the Jesuits. Eventually he lived his life with incredible and profound, profound fidelity. He did a lot of penances for people. You know, he, he lived, uh, sometimes the Jesuits confession, confessors said, you know, you can't do this. You can't, you know, carry all these things. You, you know, you need rest, you need sleep, you need this. But he was very, very fervent in his faith. And eventually what happened is that he, he joined um, the, the uh, what is called Uniate Church in, in the Polish, Lithuanian, Ukrainian Commonwealth. The areas in that area uh, in the 1580s, they entered what is called Union, and the, the, the Orthodox hierarchy, which was there, they chose, instead of Patriarch of, of Moscow, they chose Patriarch of Rome. And these were known as that they kept the traditions, you know, the Orthodox traditions, but they accepted the Patriarch of Rome. And, and, and but, but, but there was a struggle there between, you know, the Orthodox under Rome versus the Uniates, I'm sorry, the Uniates, the Orthodox who, who followed the traditions and liturgy of the East and placed themselves under Rome and those who were uh, under the Patriarchate of, of you know, of, of Russia or, or at that time also Kiev. And so there was a struggle there. Ultimately, he became bishop. Uh, he was, you know, as a Brazilian, he was chosen to be a bishop, an archbishop, uh, and his whole life was that dedicated to the renewal of the people of God, renewal through sacraments, renewal of the clergy, renewal, uh, this type of dedication that people would embrace the faith and live it to the full, and ultimately uh, there was a type of uprising against him, you know, in his archdiocese, uh, led by by the Orthodox, and and he gave his life for the faith, gave his life for being uh, living the union, uh, which the Lord prayed for. As you know, Jesus himself, and at the Last Supper, remember when he said, "Father, I want them to be one. I prayed that they will be one." just like you are one with me and I with you, that all the followers would be one. Praying for that union today too, 
you know, because we know we, there's so many things that unite us as, as the faithful. And, and, and sometimes, you know, maybe secondary things which are, which are breaking us apart. Obviously, we have to witness to the truth of what Jesus gave us, the full truth. We can't, you know, uh, look for the lowest common denominator what unites us and just leave the rest behind. For St. John Paul II, who was very much a promoter of that union and, and ecumenism, his desire was that we, we offer what we have, everything, what's the best, the seven sacraments and, 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 and the love for the Eucharist and, and, and the, uh, what is known as the hierarchy of, of truths that we offer, what we have in our tradition, as well as the Oriental traditions, Orthodox, they have to offer to us everything what is the best, not cutting it down, because there's a tendency, as you know, if you reduce everything to lowest common denominator, then we are really impoverished in our faith. But bringing the best, bringing the greatest things, because this is what the Lord gave to us. Yes, there are traditions. There's Roman rite, uh, you know, the Roman rite under Pope of Rome. But there's also Antiochian, and there's also the Ruthenian rites of the Uniates. There's, there's, uh, you know, there's, there's the in India, the Mala, Malabar, Malankar, the, the Ethiopia and, and Coptic traditions of. Of, of the um, of uh, of uh, northern Africa, especially Egypt, all those traditions is that they're yes, traditions and yet the truth is the same, because we love the Lord, He gave us Himself. He's is is the Son of God and Son of Man, fullness of humanity, divinity. He's the Word made flesh, the, the eternal Word of God becoming one of us. There's a Holy Trinity. There's, the, there's not only the Eucharist, but also seven sacraments. That we, 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 there's also Our Lady, her role, uh, the role of the saints, the, the teaching authority of the church, the guidance which the church offers, you know, the, the, all those, those things which are very much part and parcel of who we are. So therefore, today, the invitation, especially through Josephat, is that that we would be men and women who seek unity, who want to bring unity of our faith to one another to share, but to share above all, not because we want to impose, but we invite, we share and invite so that we may be enriched by the extraordinary blessings that Jesus has given to us. He gave himself to us. He gave him everything. And he wants us to be enriched and to be prepared for life of glory. St. Joseph had gave his life for the people, for union, for, for this embracing, of, embracing of, 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 of Christ's teaching. But we ourselves here, we are to do so, seek union, perhaps not because we're able to communicate with other people from different faiths but that we manifest love, that we manifest faith, that we manifest tenderness and care for one another, that we be people of prayer, persevering prayer, and that we care for all those who on our behalf promote this missionary zeal, missionary faith throughout the world, because Christ has chosen us. I have chosen you, 
And I wish that you would bring great grace to others. I have given you everything. Be for me, my brothers and sisters, so that this world may come to know me, come to know life of glory, come to know the paradise prepared for us. And this is not something we just wish for, but it's something that's there for us, waiting, because Christ has risen. Christ has died for our sins and risen for us and prepared a place in heaven. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.